The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good evening, everybody. It's currently about 20 minutes after 4 on Sunday afternoon. The LCS just started up. Um, I'm obviously not going to have a recap of the LCS games because I'm recording this as I go and I have to end up going into work um, slash watching the Super Bowl. Uh, Happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Um, The G2 BDS series did not go (laughs) how I thought it would, although I must say I'm, I'm not at all that surprised that like G2 actually ended up getting there. I know we bet BDS. I just thought the number was too big, but this was not even remotely close to a competitive series. And um, it was weird. We kind of got the uh, we kind of got the script flipped on BDS here with Broken Blade breaking out like the the defining top lane uh, pick of the series with the top lane TF in game one. This is a pick that we're going to start seeing more. Um, this is not unique to Broken Blade. This is not unique to to G two or anything like that. This is a thing that's been terrorizing solo queue uh, on the new patch, and I think you're going to start seeing it in a couple of the leagues. It's incredibly potent, and um, yeah, BDS got the script flipped on them. And you know, we had great. We saw G two had a game plan in this series, and this was kind of what I was concerned about with BDS is that you know teams that were good and competent and versatile that could actually you know, have a week to prepare for just them would suddenly make this more challenging, and that's exactly what happened. Um, another interesting thing, we saw more Tarek again today. Um, I mentioned yesterday that I, I really like this pick since we've been seeing so much Callista. It's a very, very good lane. You just can't really play it into a, uh, into ranged matchups in the bot lane, but if you're going to play like Rel or Alistair or Leona, it's tremendous with those picks, or against those picks, so... Um, very interesting. I loved everything G2 did about this series. I had to quick rewatch these VODs because I missed the first, like, game and a half live. Uh, so I just kind of had to comb through these again, just on, you know, 2X. Uh, These weren't remotely close games. The second one, I guess, was kind of a little bit close for parts of it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The draft advantages were huge for G2, and that mattered a lot. So moving on to uh, the Monday afternoon matches, we have a true pick'em in Team Vitality against Mad Lions Koi. Uh, minus 110, minus 1.5 maps of plus 272 for each one, and the plus 1.5 is at minus 353 for each one. This is a true pick'em for the first time in a little while. Models like Mad Lions a little bit more, slightly more, make this minus 128, plus 117. I personally like Mad Lions a little bit more here, but I don't think this is a big enough edge to really play it. Qualitatively speaking, I also like Mad Lions a little bit more. Like, I'm very, very close to playing Mad Lions in this match, and that's even going against the side. Uh, I believe Vitality have side choice in this. Let me just double check that so I'm not talking out my ass. Actually, no, Mad have side choice. I'm kind of talking myself into Mad Lions play here live on the recording, but. I know I said in the Patreon post that I was just gonna I was just gonna stay away from this one, so I'm I think I'm going to. The other interesting spot in this is the uh, time total under adjacent markets. Um, the under four and a half dragons showed the biggest edge via the projections to me. Uh, you can get that at like plus one twenty one at Pinnacle. You know, less than thirty nine percent of vitality games or fewer than thirty nine percent of vitality games went to a fifth dragon or more. I think Mad were like forty six and change percent. Uh, I think 
I mean, both these teams are kind of fast and furious kind of teams. Um, they play surprisingly good defense. They're not like FPX style where they like lose fast necessarily, uh, especially Vitality. They sometimes lose slow. But um, I'm ultimately like I don't know. I, that's the only thing I would think about playing, and I would lean Mad Money Line as well. But I didn't end up playing anything in this one. I think I think this is. I think there are very very small edges on both of those personally because I think this is going to be a pretty competitive and contested match. And the thing with Vitality is like they're a very binary team. Like in some ways, like if you get the if you get the good version of the bot lane, then they're going to be much better than their market rating or than their their model rating. If you don't, then they're going to be much worse than their model rating. So they have a lot of volatility within the team, a lot of auto players, a lot of feast or famine kind of players on their team. So you just got to know what you're getting involved with anytime you're betting Vitality. And I think, uh, you know, Mid, I, I've liked what I've seen from Mid a little bit more. I think they're more creative. I think they're very confident, but... Yeah, I, I just I couldn't get there on a play for this one. So no plays, lean mad money line. The second match tomorrow is Fnatic, minus 299, minus 1.5 maps at plus 124, plus 1.5 at minus 960 against SK Gaming, plus 234 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 151. The minus 1.5 is at plus 623. So this is similar in some ways to the G2 BDS handicap where, you know, the, the, the model pricing was significantly shorter than this and even if you make pretty hefty adjustments to said models like for qualitative purposes like the projected price if you make pretty heavy qualitative adjustments to it i just can't get to that number like i can't i can't really get anywhere near that number for a series price but i think the difference here is that you know while bds had their their things that i was concerned about against the good teams in a in you know, best of series to prep for them. Uh, I think SK are not remotely close to the same tier as BDS right now. Um, they have not looked particularly good. They've looked resilient. They get credit for that. But this is a team that has not looked particularly strong um, so far in the playoffs. Um, they had a couple really good games. Uh, they got off the schneid after, like, the third game they played yesterday was, was convincing and good. It was probably their best game in, like, the last three weeks. But... SK have been, you know, kind of getting themselves behind in games sometimes. Uh, they haven't exactly been consistent. Um, they've been very, very shaky, and they've had to kind of problem-solve their way out of games. And this is going to be by far the hardest opponent they've played since G2 on the final day of the regular season. Um, they haven't faced anybody remotely close to this good in the playoffs. And I think, I think like, you have to look at this in tiers, right? Like, to me, G2 and Fnatic are, like, your top tier in the LEC. And then I think BDS is kind of, like, adjacent to them in the same way I think Hanwha is adjacent to the top of the table in the LEC or LCK, where they're not going to beat those teams, but they are going to kind of probably... They're, they're clearly better than everybody else, but they're going to have trouble beating the other good teams. That's what I think BDS kind of is. Um, not quite the same fashion as Hanwha, but, like, in that ilk, like, they're going to just struggle just because of the way they play and the way they do things. Um, so this represents a massive, massive step up in competition for SK Gaming, and I, I think, unlike yesterday, where you can make a qualitative adjustment to BDS and still know that it's BDS and that they are a good team, SK Gaming are not as good as BDS. They're just not. And, I, and I'm saying that as someone that's been pretty bullish on this team all season, and I just think, like, this is a case where I think you, like, 
you have to overpay for the favorite, but for a good reason, because I think they're like a full class above what SK have been playing against, and SK haven't exactly looked awe-inspiring and confidence-inspiring in their games so far in playoffs. So if you made me pick a side in this, I'd probably actually go against the model recommendation and play Fnatic minus one and a half maps. I think they're just a much better team. Um, Fnatic's under the hood metrics metrics are utterly ridiculous. They're very, very good. They have the, they actually have like the best agnostic economy of any team in the world right now in any region. So yeah, that's, it's very impressive. Um, they look a little shaky at times themselves. So, you know, I'm not exactly jazzed up to, to overpay for them to sweep this, but if it made me pick a side, that's where I'd go. What I am going to play is the under 25 and a half kills plus 103 on both maps one and two for one unit each. Um, the thinking here is SK have just been an under team. SK have only gone over 25 and a half kills in less than 30% of their games. SK are an under team even more so when they lose. They get completely smashed when they lose. Um, and they tend they actually tend to get completely smashed in pretty quick fashion in their losses. And even when they win, they're also an under team. So, you know, I really just... Fnatic or not, Fnatic are... They're not like a an obvious over team, but they're very volatile. Like when their games go over, there's like 40 plus kills in them. But I think there's enough of a, like, I think a big enough set, like collection of the outcomes in this, like a big enough subset of the outcomes for this series result in like a swift fanatic two O like two complete stompings. I think that's like the biggest majority of, of the outcomes for this series. The next biggest would be like Fnatic stomp one, stomp one and then like win a closer game in, in game two. And when you have a situation like that where I think the most likely outcome is two swift stompings, then I'm okay playing a plus 103 twice because like normally it's like, okay, am I really going to put this much capital up to, you know, split and make three cents on it? It's not exactly the sexiest thing in the world, but um, I think there's a good chance that this is just one-way traffic because SK... I like SK. I like that they can figure things out in game and problem solve, but they're just not. They haven't looked that good, and this is a huge step up in competition. I think there's a really good chance Fnatic just stomp here. So I'll do a recap for. We're not going to have any games on Tuesday. Uh, LPL does not uh, doesn't start up for another week. Uh, they they come back next Sunday, uh, a week from today, and then we have LCK will be starting back up Wednesday. So there probably won't be a show for Tuesday. But for the Tuesday show moving into Wednesday, the the well, it'll be out Tuesday, and I'll it'll be about Wednesday. I'll do a quick recap of these matches uh, on that show uh, as we get ready for the LCK on Wednesday. Until then, best of luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you're a football fan. I'm a huge football fan, so I'll be doing that. I will see you next time.